What a privilege we have every day, every day. Amen. And so I am so thankful in Jesus' name. Praise God for what he does. Um, uh, before I make some announcements, we do, again, it seems like every week we've got uh, urgent prayer requests. It just seems like we're full of sicknesses and things of that nature. And that's, folks, that's not a curse from God. Please don't mix that up. God's not angry at this world and throwing, you know, disease darts at everybody. That's not what's happening is, is we live in a world that has disease, and sometimes we get affected. But let me just ask you a quick question here. Those of you that maybe have felt the, the, a little bit of sickness and that type of thing in your life, have you also felt the presence of the Lord? Yeah. Now, come on, capitalize on that. Come on, capitalize on that. Don't take that for granted. That's God proving to you that he doesn't leave you or forsake you. He's not going to say, well, you're sick, so I'm going to go somewhere else. He doesn't do that. God comforts those that are going through things. Now, again, you know, we love to have the idea of God touch us in a miraculous and that type of thing, and we never want to get away from the fact that that can't happen. But, folks, don't ever, God never doesn't do it. He doesn't, he never does nothing. He's always doing something. In every situation, he's there. And so we can count on that. And I believe and there's times like that that God can really speak to our hearts in a very, very, very tremendous way in Jesus' name. But one in particular is Brother Haig. He's our dear pastor up in Malta, Montana. He is really, um, and I know there are others that have struggled with this for quite a while. And he ended up in the hospital this past week and uh, on a ventilator, and it just, you know, it's tough. It really is. But we know that God can touch them, and we know that he is. Praise God. And so if you've got somebody, a family member that's going through this right now, why don't we just take this as a combined effort? Come on, lift up your hands in, in, in confidence and believe that God is touching them right now. Oh, I do. I believe that. I believe he's right there. He is right there in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you for what you're doing. Oh, Lord God, it is such a, a, oh, such confidence that we have, Lord God, that you're never leaving us or forsaking us. You're always there, Lord God, doing things in Jesus' name. And I feel that special touch. Right now, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, yes, let that be a witness, Lord God, for at least this and those that are online with us right now. Let them feel the effects of this, that Lord God, that you are our God, you are here, you are in our lives, Lord God, and you are ministering to us in such a beautiful way in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord God, for this. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, let's take it one step further and let's give it to the Lord in confidence. and say it's in Jesus' name, and you may be seated. Amen. You can be seated. The Lord bless you today, and I know that's what he's doing. Praise God. I all the time just want to recognize it more and more. Praise God. God is doing lots of things. Amen. But we can close the doors. We can, you know, shut it down, and, and I'm not saying we do that, but sometimes, you know, I, I, it, it can happen. And so let's, 
Let's go forward and let's believe God every day in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Amen. Those of you that were online Friday night and, and some of us that went down, or all of us that went down to the wedding, it was a, a fantastic wedding. Can those people that were there say amen? amen? It was. It's special to see apostolics get married. There is a spirit that's there that is not in any other weddings, and that's not prejudice. That's just a hand of God. He does that. People who wait and say, I'm going to marry the one that God wants me to marry, there's a special anointing that goes with that. And I pray it gets all over the world, praise God, because it's there in Jesus' name. And so it was great. We had a great time. We learned how to stand in line. <laughs> That's a private joke. It is. He ask Brother Mike. He'll, he'll fill you in. We did. We learned how to do that. But uh, December the 4th, which is well, a few weeks away, there's going to be a reception here for them in the church here. And so that's at 2 o'clock. So if you, if you make some plans to start coming to that, that would be a good thing. And so do that. Um, this next week, um, of course, is our week of prayer and fasting. I hope you will get in, involved in this. This is one of those things that we just have to be relentless about. Amen. God doesn't expect us to fast until our belly buttons fall off, but, I mean, he does expect us to get involved in that. He does. And there's just nothing like it. There just isn't. Fasting and prayer is very unique in the kingdom of God, and um, there's just no way to describe it but to say, do it. You know, and so this week, as a group, as a church, we're going to um, highlight that. And then, of course, on Saturday, we have collective prayer here at 5 o'clock if you want to come and join us. And, and if you can, if you've got a job or something that, that doesn't let you do that, pray. Just pray. Praise God. A group prayer is good. There's no question about it. But that doesn't mean that you can't pray where you're at. Um, but there is something special about those Saturday night prayer meetings. And so I hope you'll become, you'll just come and check it out. Amen. You'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Um, this coming Saturday, there's something that's going to happen here that we've done, um, uh, haven't done. Well, did we do it last year? The brittle? Yeah, I can't either. But we're going to make peanut brittle. And it's a lot of fun. We laugh a lot. And, um, oh, it's very healthy. <laughs> it isn't even close. Um, I think the two major, or the major ingredient is sugar, right? It is abs But it tastes wonderful. And if you want to make some new friends, buy yourself some, some uh, peanut brittle and give it to them. Give them a chunk of it. Say, hey, try this. And we've had raving reviews over the years. And so this year, I don't know how much we're going to make. We just figured we would do it. And I know with the COVID things, we have to be careful. And we're trying. We're trying to be very careful. But if you want to come and join us, um, that'll be, what is it, around 1 o'clock is when we do that? Yeah. So you could make an afternoon of it if you want. It's good fellowship, too. We have a lot of good fun and um, that type of thing. And so that's this Saturday. And then, of course, our services next Sunday um, uh, and, and that type of thing. Tonight we're having services, so if you're interested, I hope you are, come and join us in prayer. Praise God. Wonderful Spirit of God in the prayer room today. As always, God honors prayer. Praise God. And so we'll be doing that tonight. We started at 5.30 in the back, and then tonight we'll come out here, and we'll hear from the word of the Lord in Jesus' name. He's a good God, isn't he? Praise God. How many here would like some help? Would you like some help from God? Good, good, good. Um, you know, realistically, and I know this is so simple, <laughs> but we lose this sometimes. All you got to do is ask. Wow. You mean that? Yeah. 
Scripture is very emphatic when it says, ask and you shall receive. Now, the thing that we have to prepare ourselves with the help of God is it might not be exactly the help that we think should happen. But he will help, and he does help, praise God. God, like I said, God honors his word. He's there. His presence is in this world, you know, no matter how wicked it gets. Amen. God is here. And so we got to keep that in mind, and we got to, um, you know, we got to expect the help of the Lord, praise God. I'm going to give you some, uh, a little bit of understanding from the Old Testament uh, this morning, and hopefully this will help you in a spiritual way. But let me uh, start off today with a scripture in Psalms 46. I think some of you are familiar with this. Amen. <clears throat> and I thank God for this. Psalm 46 in verse number one, praise God. Why don't we read this together? When you get it, say amen. When you got it, I should say. Say amen. All right? You got it? Praise God. Let's read this together. Let's start out with that word God. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Do you see that, that word help? There it is, right there in the Bible. He's a very present help in trouble. Amen. Now, you don't always just have to have his help when you're in trouble, but it's nice to know that when things go, you know, sometimes when things get off the rail a little bit, you got help from God. Amen. The condemnation sometimes we feel is either from sin or the devil, even from ourselves. The human flesh has, has the ability to condemn. And so a lot of that is what we feel sometimes, and we have a tendency to associate that with God. We say, well, that's how God... Be. No, God is very compassionate. God is very willing to help people in this dispensation right now. You and I are getting close to the close of this dispensation or this age, but God is still willing to help people no matter where they're at. Praise God. And I personally believe that if we can start taking up the help that God gives us, I, it doesn't mean, mean all of our problems are going to go away, is that we're not going to, you know, life isn't going to be able to beat the tar out of us all the time. We're going to be able to get up every morning and say, you know, I can do this. I can live for God. I don't have to go and, and share dirty jokes and cuss with the rest of them at, jo at the job. I can live for God. I can praise his name. Amen. Now, this is what you can expect when you get help from God. Amen. And he, like I said before, he is so, so willing to do that. That's what he does. Amen. Sometimes we get reading a few verses of Scripture in the Bible about the judgments of God. And I'm not here to take away from that. And we think, well, man, that's just a mind frame that he's in all the time. He just can't wait until he pours out his judgment. Well, I, I don't know about that, but I, I know that, that right now we are living under the dispensation of grace. What does that mean? That means the influence of God is very prevalent in our world today. And this is what will make a difference. This is what, a lot of times what will bring the help, praise God, in our time of trouble. And I'm going to tell you something. These are things that you and I can count on in Jesus' name. In the 35th chapter of the book of Numbers, I'm not going to have you uh, do that on the screen, Sister Carnahan, but it, there's a tremendous story there, praise God. God is getting them prepared to go into the promised land. And you must understand, you know, they, they missed it by 40 years the first time. They did. All it did was take an evil report and put them in a tailspin for 40 years. And I've seen people in this dispensation and in this age have the same thing. It's, it doesn't take me five minutes of listening to them and I can tell, them that I can tell they're in a tailspin. 
And man, I want to reach out and I want to help them. Praise God. Because you don't have to be in a constant tailspin. You don't. You can be on firm foundation, praise God. You can understand that God is there, praise God. And you can expect his help every day. Can somebody give me a big amen? amen. Come on, I'm telling you folks, this is the truth. Amen. And so in that, in that chapter, it talks about something that God is setting up. And he's setting something up because he already knows that people are going to make mistakes. He already knows that some days people are going to screw up. You know, and in this instance, you know, accidents are going to happen. And you must understand, during this time period, the nation of Israel is under the law of God. And God can't deny his law. And, you know, one of the things about the law is that it made provision that if somebody got killed, somebody had to pay for it. Amen. Well, God, in his infinite knowledge, praise God, and in his wisdom, he provided something that I want to show you today, praise God. He provided something called the cities of refuge, where people who had made a mistake and, and, the, and the slayer was after them. You see, in the Old Testament, if you killed somebody's brother, there was a law called an eye for an eye. They could literally come after you. Amen. And there wasn't a whole lot of judge juries or, or that type of thing. It was basically that was the law and how they interpreted it. That's what, what, what happened. Praise God. But the bottom line is God made a provision. And I'm not just talking about for somebody who gets killed and that type of thing. I'm talking about God has made a provision for you. He has really given you some help today. And I want you to think about this in the spiritual realm in Jesus' name. Turn with me to the book of Numbers. I am going to give you a few verses of Scripture so that, you can, so that you can understand that it's coming out of the Bible and it's there and that type of thing. Turn to the book of Numbers, chapter 35. Numbers, chapter 35. And I want to show you what I'm talking about here. Praise God. Numbers 35. And let me begin reading in verse number 11. Praise God. And again, I'm kind of coming in on the, in the middle of the thought, but I just want to kind of give you a vision, a word picture here in Jesus' name. And of course, the Bible says um, um, that, um, well, actually, let me begin in verse number 10, Sister Carnahan. The Bible says, speak unto the children of Israel and say unto them, this is God speaking to Moses, by the way. It says, when you become over Jordan into the land of Cana, so you understand what the subject matter is. This is where you're headed. They're getting ready to cross the Jordan River, and they're going to live finally in the land that God provided for them. Finally, they're getting there. Look at somebody and say, finally. As a pastor over the years, I've had to say that. Finally, they're starting to come to church. Finally, they're starting to pray. Finally, they're starting to realize that God loves them. And I'm not doing that facetiously. I'm not doing that to be, you know, to, to put anybody down. But it's a big thing. I see that. Praise God. Amen. They're starting to get it. That God is for them and not against them. And if they'll continue to do this, they can expect great things in their life. Somebody give me a big amen. Come on, folks. This is true. This is the good news that you and I have today. And so here it is. Tell him this, Moses. What am I supposed to tell him? It says, then ye shall appoint unto you cities to be cities of refuge. You see that in verse number 11? The scripture says, for you. That's, it's for you. It says, that the slayer may flee thither, which killeth any person at unawares. Amen. 
accidents. That's what it is. And I know this is an extreme uh, accident. And, and folks, I, I, you know, I don't want to belittle this, but I want you to understand, praise God, no matter in whatever situation, God has a refuge for you. I want to really bring that point right now, praise God. I'm hoping somebody's got their, got their heart wide open, praise God, to catch these arrows this morning, that God has a refuge for you. If you'll begin to recognize this, praise God, I mean to tell you, you can expect some great things in Jesus' name. Verse number 12 says, And they shall be unto you cities for refuge from the avenger. Do you see that? It says that the manslayer die not until he stand before the congregation in judgment. Come on, God is a merciful God. Amen. Amen. And the Bible says in verse number 13, um, just wind it up here, it says, And of these cities which you shall give, six cities shall ye have for refuge, asylums. I'm going to create these things, or I'm going to have you build them so that they are strategically in all of the land, praise God. Nobody was that far away from them. I've said over the years, you know, we don't have the physical cities of refuge at, at this point in time. I, I mean, I don't see it anyway. Uh, but I do believe that God has allowed local churches. Come on, local churches just like this, praise God, to become like those cities of refuge. Where people, praise God, that are being beat to death out there in that world. People, praise God, that are making mistake after mistake after mistake can come into an environment, praise God, and feel some relief first in the name of Jesus. And then if they'll stick around, praise God, and begin to get some teaching from God's word, they're going to realize they don't have to live that way anymore, praise God. And that God can begin to build a foundation in their life where they can take this into their homes, praise God, and they can begin to see that in Jesus' name. Come on, would you lift up your hands right now and ask the Lord to give you some, some type of understanding of this? Come on, ask and you shall receive. Come on, keep knocking. And it's going to be open unto you in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes, Lord God, let the spiritual dimension be open up to every person in here and online in Jesus' name. Yes. Oh, Lord God, that these are cities that you had built for us. Amen. You had them built specifically for us. Amen. Come on, let me give you an example. Praise God. You're out there working in the field. And back then, you know, they didn't have the technology that we had. Most of it was done by physical labor. That's just the way it is. And you were down out there cutting down a few trees. And you were trying to clear some land, more land, so that you could plant bigger and better crops so that you could help in feeding your, your culture. And man, everybody say, that's a good thing. Praise God, but one day, you know, and, and, and unbeknownst to you, the axe head was a little bit loose, and you, were, you weren't kind of paying much attention to that, and you were chopping down that tree, and you were trying to do that, and you were really into it, and there was a person that was standing a little bit off from you, and all of a sudden, you go to lift that axe down, and that axe head, you just come right off of that handle and hit that person in the head. God forbid, but it happens, praise God, and they died. Oh, what a tragic thing, right? 
Yeah, no doubt, and I'm not here to wish that on anybody, but man, I'm telling you something, folks. You know, things like that happened, and God knew it would. Well, man, alive, other than just the, the, the thing that happened at that moment, you had to beware because the family of that person, praise God, was definitely going to be angry. And I've, I've realized that, the disappointment and some things that will happen. And by the way, folks, you're never going to shelter all of that from people. You're never going to be able to. You and I are living in a world where, where sometimes tough things are going to happen. And I don't want to turn this into a prophet of doom, but I'm just telling you it does happen. But man alive, God said, hey, I'm going to create something that when that happens, and I know that's an extreme situation, but this person can come to this place of refuge, praise God. And even though people are angry, and even though people want, you know, that retribution and all that kind of business, praise God, I'm going to protect you as long as you stay in these cities. As long as you stay in these cities, as long as you stay here, I'm telling you right now, God, oh, I feel the Spirit of God in this place in a special way. God has put protection over your lives. Come on, I'm not talking about a bubble that protects you from every bad thing, but I'm talking about protection. God has put something in your life that you can come to any day, any week in the name of Jesus, and you can find, you can find His presence, praise God. You can find His help in this time of trouble. Come on, I'm talking to somebody right now that he wants you to realize that he's got help for you. Oh, yes, he does in the name of Jesus. And this is what he did. That's what these cities of refuge were for. Come on, can you clap your hands under the Lord for cities of refuge? Come on, I'm telling you, they're here in this day and age. Oh, hallelujah. They're here. Praise God. You can sense that. Praise God. I can't tell you how many times people have come into this place. Just people off the street. People who have never been to an apostolic church before. But they'll meet me at the back of the door, you know, of, of, the, of the sanctuary, you know, when they're leaving. And they'll say, my goodness, I haven't felt the presence of God like that for a long time. And just like comments like that. And I just have to smile inside and give all of the credit to God. Because that's what this place is, praise God. I understand it's a battle to keep it like that that because criticism's knocking on our doors folks I'm telling you something people who have bitter spirits are knocking on the door and I'm not here to be against them but folks we got to pray that stuff down when it comes in here we got to create an atmosphere where people will get healed in the name of Jesus where they will get direction from God where they'll begin to sense that God still loves them and that they can be saved can you say amen come on I'm so glad the Lord Lord saved me. I'm so glad that God gave me a church that I could go to, that I could feel the presence of God. Oh, hallelujah. Folks, I'm telling you something, that's good news. And that's exactly what he would do. And that's exactly what he had him for in the name of Jesus. That's why we have to be careful, praise God. I understand, amen, that there are things that can happen. But the bottom line is God is a healer. God is a restorer. And that's exactly what he's doing, praise God. If we stick around long enough, folks, amen, we're going to be restored back exactly the way God wants us to be. 
Amen. And that's, I'm telling you something, I'm looking forward to that. In fact, I, I try to thank God on a regular basis for the process that I'm in right now. Amen. And so these cities of refuge, that's what they were built for. That's why God allowed them to happen. And you must understand, how long did that go on? Well, it went on, you had to stay there. And if you went out of that, out of that city, you were in danger because the man or the, or the avenger could come. And if you were out of that city, you were out of the protection, out of the protection of what God stipulated in, in his book. Now, I understand that's tragic, tragic, but that's the way it is. I, as a pastor, have literally seen people walk out of the protection of God and walk right back out into a world. And I'm not here to, you know, to, to, to condemn. I'm just saying, folks, it's, it's there. You can do that. God does not and never will take away your free will. He won't do that. And so first of all, you know, my prayer this morning before I even got up here, I said, God, open up our eyes. Open up our ears. Help us to see this. Praise God. That it's, it's already there. It's already put in place. God never took it down. Amen. And so we can come to a place like this and we can recognize that. And God can help us in the name of Jesus. And he will help us. Can you say amen? Praise God in the name of Jesus. And so that's what he did. He put, put these cities in place. And as I already said before, they were strategically put all over the land of Egypt and the Canaan land. They were put there so that nobody was that far from them. And they could reach them in Jesus' name. But you know, something very much happened, which I think we can identify with, folks is that, you know, there was always a high priest that God put into place during this time. And you understand that that high priest was the one that went in and offered the atonement offering. And he was the only one that could do that. He was the only one that could take the blood of a perfect lamb and go in there on the day of, a, of atonement and put that offering into that mercy seat. And as, as, as history tells us, the Shekinah of God would come down and receive that. And the sins of the nation of Israel were literally pushed ahead. And what a rejoicing that would be. What a rejoicing day that would be. Come on, can you remember when you went down in Jesus' name, baptism, and every one of your sins were completely washed away? Come on, I'm telling you something, folks. That's worth rejoicing of on a daily basis in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. But in this, in this law, you know, in particular, the high priests, they would be in office, praise God, until they died. And when the death of that, of that high priest took place, literally that person who went into the city of refuge was set completely free. Completely free. They could leave that city and they could begin to function in life again. That's what God put as a provision. Well, you and I, we understand we're not in the Old Testament. We learn from the Old Testament. Can you say amen? You and I, we're in the, in the year where we don't have a high priest, praise God, down here that goes in and offers a blood sacrifice once every year. We've got a supreme high priest who already offered the blood for the sins of the world in Jesus' name. And so you and I, we have that special protection in our life by the blood of the Lamb. Amen. There's really only one provision, praise God. And that provision is God says, you know, if, you, if I forgive you, Come on, you have to forgive others. Amen. And that's what I mean by some people can literally walk out of the protection of God. 
And that's why I understand that sometimes it can be hard. Sometimes people can do things, praise God, that are a little, whoa, man, I wasn't expecting that one, praise God. But the bottom line is, my friend, through the help and the blood of Jesus Christ, you and I can understand that we have been forgiven. Can you say amen? amen. Oh, hallelujah. I have been forgiven by the blood of the Lamb in Jesus' name. And I'm going to tell you something that restores that protection and that strength in my life is when I, through a free will and the help. Come on, somebody say the help of God. Come on, he is our ever-present help in time of trouble. I know I'm talking to a couple of people right now that maybe you're going through something and maybe your feelings have been hurt and maybe you got your little proverbial hand put into the door, but I'm here to tell you God is here to be your help. He is here to restore. He's here to help us to forgive. He's helping, helping us to get right back into the protection of his hand in Jesus' name. Come on, let's lift up our hands right now. Come on, let's take a minute right now. If there's something in your life, praise God, that needs to be taken care of, by all means, do it now. Oh. hesitating right now. There's many of you right now. Come on, quit being a spectator. Come on, why don't you lift up those hands right now and become a participator. Come on, that's what you need to do. I'm not trying to be rough on you. I'm trying to help you to understand your protection. Come on, this is not a time to play games. This is not a time to say it's for them and not for me. Come on, this is for everybody. This is God in this place in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord God. Come on, let's rejoice in the Lord for just another 30 seconds. Come on. In the name of Jesus. Come on, I understand, praise God. And God helped me right off the way when I come into church this morning. He helped me to understand how thick this veneer is. But praise God, we're pressing through in the name of Jesus. Come on, we got some help. Come on, look at somebody and say, I'm getting some help. Praise God. He's my ever-present help in my time of trouble. Come on. It doesn't make any difference how bad it is, how long it's been going on. God wants to put you in a city of refuge. He wants to give you a spiritual lift up, praise God, in the name of Jesus. I'm going to tell you something, folks. It's fantastic what God does and how he does it in the name of Jesus. And so God made these provisions in Jesus' name. Let me show you something else before I go into the uh, intricacies of this a little bit. Look at Proverbs. Look at Proverbs chapter number 18. Proverbs chapter number 18. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, God, for your help. Thank you, God, for your help. Praise God. Look at chapter number uh, 18 and verse number 10. Look at this. And we need to read this one together in Jesus' name. Come on, look at this. Come on, help me out. We're going to start off with that word, the. Everybody read it with me. The name of the Lord 
is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and is safe. Come on, folks. Take that one to the spiritual bank. God has still got towers today. I'm not talking about physical ones. I'm talking about spiritual towers where you and I, we can run in. We can be safe in the name of Jesus. That doesn't mean we live there you know, 24-7. It just means that we can run into these towers. We can get some help, and we can get back with living the life that God wants us to live in Jesus' name. Come on, folks. I'm telling you, this is for everybody in the name of Jesus. The name of the Lord. Lord, praise God. And what is his name? Jesus. Come on, what is his name? Jesus. That's why when we pray, we encourage people, call upon the name of the Lord. Begin to lift up the name of the Lord. I understand some people can take this as being a ritual, but it is not. When you begin to call upon the name of Jesus in faith, I'm telling you something, God begins to draw nigh unto you, and I'm going to tell you something again, you can expect his help. He will be there. He's your ever-present help in your time of trouble. Can somebody say amen? Oh, hallelujah. So thank God for these cities, these churches of refuge that we can come into, that we can begin to we can begin to get rescued, praise God, and get cleansed and get some junk out of our lives and begin to get that perspective of a joyful life, praise God. You know, the Bible talks about a time, praise God, and I believe this is going to be totally fulfilled during the millennium period. I really do. But I believe we, you, you and I who have been baptized in Jesus' name and we have received the Holy Ghost and amen we're walking the way God wants us to walk now somebody say now I believe that you and I we we get privileges that are going to be happening in the millennium period right now right now we don't have to wait amen now we still live in a in kind of a stinky world but we can still get those privileges right now the difference is during the millennium period there's going to be a harmonious uh, atmosphere that's going to be all the way across the world Amen. It's going to be an awesome time, folks. And the knowledge of the Lord is going to be filled in the earth. Amen. Now, I'm saying it's happening right now, but we're still living in a very sinful world. Very sinful world. Listen to this. I believe this is going to be fulfilled during the millennium period, but you and I get to be partakers of it right now. Come on, look at somebody and say, right now. Come on, look at somebody else and say, I'm going to do it now. Yeah. Come on, you can. You can. I'm not trying to make light of this, folks. I'm really trying to, trying to get through some veneer here this morning. Praise God. God is your help. He has already provided that help. You don't have to sit here and get on a six-month probation list. You can just begin to lift up your hands, and you can begin to receive of God immediately in the name of Jesus. Because the Bible says there is therefore now no more condemnation for those that walk in Christ Jesus. That's what our scripture tells us. That's the privilege of being in the New Testament in Jesus' name. But look at this. The the Bible says in verse, or chapter 12 of Isaiah, chapter 12 of Isaiah and verse number 1, it says, And in that day thou shalt say, O Lord, I will praise thee, though thou wast angry with me. Thine anger is turned away, and thou comfortest me. The reason I understand that this is going to be fulfilled during the millennium period is because chapter number 11 is all about the millennium. It's all about that. The lamb laying down with the, the lion. You know, the, the poisonous snake isn't poisonous anymore. That doesn't happen in this world. Amen. But there's coming a time when God is going to restore. Before we have a brand new heaven and a brand new earth, God is going to restore this world back to some type of a pre-Adamic age. Amen. And there's going to be harmony. And it's going to be a beautiful time to live for God. Amen. But folks, I'm not going to wait until then. 
I'm going to live for God now. I'm going to take the benefits that he gives me through the baptism of the Holy Ghost and I'm going to work with them now in the name of Jesus. That's why now faith is the substance of things hoped for and it's the evidence of things not seen. By it, the elders received a good report. You and I can receive a good report from God by having faith towards him in Jesus' name. But then it goes on to say, it says, behold. Come on, anybody know what that word means most of the time? Pay attention. Come on, realize something here. It says, God is my salvation. I will trust. It says, and not be afraid, for the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. Who is that? Yes, Jesus is your salvation and he's mine. But then it says in verse number three, come on, somebody open up your heart to this. Somebody grab a hold of this now in the name of Jesus. It says, therefore, what does that mean? Therefore, it says, because of the preceding verses, because of what's already been said, amen. Now, praise God, with joy shall I draw water out of the wells of salvation. And I'm here to tell every Holy Ghost filled, baptized in the name of Jesus, trying to live the way God wants you to live person, that you can receive that now in the name of Jesus. You don't have to wait until the millennium period. Amen. You don't have to wait for the rest of the world to get it. You can get it in your life. That's what has always impressed me about this. Oh, praise God. I was a Johnny-come-lately. I wasn't raised in this. I didn't have parents that took me to a church like this. And I'm not lamenting. I'm just stating a fact. But God, when I came into the church when I was 22 years of age, he said, we can make up some ground now. You and me, if we'll get busy, praise God, we can bring some things into your life right now in the name of Jesus. And that's exactly what God has done. And that's what I preach. That's what I teach. That's why in this church, as long as I'm here, I'm going to promote discipleship. I'm I'm going to promote extra Bible study. I'm going to promote prayer group. I'm going to promote all of that stuff. You want to know why? Because you can begin to grow in the grace and in the knowledge of God right now. You don't have to wait for somebody else to get there. You can do it now in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody that's ready, lift up your hands right now. Come on, lift up your hands and begin to ask the Lord to help you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, Somebody's breaking through right now. Come on, you're getting help. That's what you're doing. You're getting help. Come on, and that's God. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Come on, that's why I never want to stay away from church. That's why I don't want to skip out on the things of God. That's why I'm going to be at prayer meeting. That's why I'm going to be in the house of God. Yes, I want it. I need it. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, I'm never going to get mad enough where you're going to keep me away from this place. I'm never going to get so upset and bitter that I'm not going to come to the house of God. Come on, folks, that's childish. That's immature. God wants to help us to grow in his grace and in his knowledge in the name of Jesus. Come on, there's no reason. There's no reason. Mm, hallelujah, Jesus. There is absolutely no reason for that. Come on, you just come to the house of God. You just keep coming. Praise God. You don't have to be ashamed. 
Amen. We were talking yesterday of many things. We solved probably 97% of the problems in the world by staying in that, in that airport, didn't we? Praise God. But the bottom line is, you know, I told him, I made a statement. I said, listen, God doesn't have a problem when you, when you get mad. Doesn't, God doesn't have a problem when you get disappointed or, or that kind of business. No, he doesn't. That's an emotion. That's a human emotion. You're not going to get rid of that. You know, but one thing he does have a problem with is when you hang on to that stuff for weeks and months and years. When you man anything, you, every time you see that person for the next six months, you just can't help think that, oh, oh you know. My goodness, come to the house of God. Get yourself cleansed. Come on, get washed in the regeneration of the Spirit. Praise God. That doesn't mean it's going to go completely away. It just means you come under the protection of God. You have the grace of God in your life. Praise God. And that is so special. And that is so needed today in Jesus' name. Praise God. And God has that help. Look at somebody and say, I got help. Come on, you do. Whether you take it or not, you got it. Amen. God offers this across the board. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. That's an across-the-board assessment, folks. There is nobody that is born in this world that should die, die unsaved. Amen. And I'm not going to go into all of the scenarios and stuff like that. I'm just telling you God provided it for everybody. Amen. And so you and I, there is, there, is, there is the joy of the Lord that is put into our lives. So just for things like this. And joy is different than happiness, folks. Happiness is totally dependent on circumstances. It is. And you can tell people are under the influence of happiness. Because if they get something good that they like, man alive, it's their day. You know? And I'm not against that. But that stuff comes and goes. But joy is predicated upon who he is. And the joy of the Lord is like anything of God. It doesn't come and go. It comes and stays. And that's why you and I must tap into that well. That's an analogy that God gives us. Amen. Rivers of living water. There's another analogy. God expects us to flow. He expects us to come to the place. Praise God. He told that woman at the well, he says, you're thirsting physically. And, you know, that's okay. You're going to do that, you know, but I'm going to give you some water. I'm going to give you some living water, some spiritual water that, praise God, is going to be everything that you need in Jesus' name. And so that's why you and I must develop a faithfulness of coming to the well of salvation. And that's why churches, refuges like this are so very important if they'll continue to preach the truth. Amen. Just keep preaching the truth, loving people, getting over things that happen to you, and just allow the Lord to become your grace in Jesus' name. Praise God. But let me share with this to you, because everything, a lot of the things in the Old Testament had significant by what they were called. Amen. You can go to the fifth chapter of the book of Genesis. Genesis, don't go there now, but you're going to find 13 names in that chapter. And every one of those names had a, had a significance. It was a meaning. It was God didn't just call them, you know, Melchizedek, or not Melchizedek, but Methuselah, and those names like that. He didn't just call, They were handpicked by God so that that message in that fifth chapter could come out. Well, it's the same thing with these cities of refuge. There were six of them. Amen. And they were called by, by the names that God wanted to be called. Um, I'm just going to go through six of them real quickly here today, and, and you can study this out for yourself. The first one was Kadesh. K, K-E-D-A-S-H. 
That's what it was called. And it was specifically located. Get you a map out, an Old Testament map, and see where those cities were situated. And it'll thrill your heart. God situated those cities, like I said, strategically so that everybody could reach them. Everybody could reach them. That's why I'm telling you, you and I are living in an age where the gospel is being preached. Everybody can reach it. Everybody. I don't care how bad it is. You can go to the darkest part of New York City if you want. God is reaching for people in those environments. That's exactly what's happening. Praise God. And so the first one was Kadesh. And what the word literally means is holy. This is the thing that's always made the difference between us and God, is that we know that God is holy. The intimidating factor is, is we know we're not like him. And we use that as an excuse. Well, I don't want to draw close to somebody that's that, that, that way. I had somebody one time say, we don't want to come to your house because it's so clean. Well, I can show you a few places where it isn't. Well, I'll tell you why it's clean. Can I tell you why it's clean? Finally got rid of that stinking cat. I'm just, just kidding. You know, but the bottom line is, yeah, I keep a clean house. I, you should, if you folks want to know clean, you should have known my mom. I don't, and I don't come close to what she, you talk about white gloves. That's what she had. But listen, I don't clean my house so that you can come in there and get, oh, man, alive, I want to keep your shoes on. That's what I tell people. You can walk around here. You know, I cleaned it the other day. You know, we'll clean it tomorrow. Don't worry about that. But holy is like that. See, that's what we think. We think, oh, my, I could never be like that. But come on, look in the spiritual mirror right now, and you're going to begin to see some progress. No, you're not ready to quit just yet. you got a ways to go. But come on, how many can testify to the fact that God has done some magnificent things in your life? He has brought some holiness into your life. Come on, that's the truth of God. And you let some world, you get let some world come into you and say, well, listen, I don't want to be that clean. Well, that's your business, but that's the way I want to be for the Lord. Come on, quit getting so intimidated by some of these critics out there and start getting your joy from the Lord. Start getting your energy from the tapping of those wells in the name of Jesus. That's what you've got to do. That's why this church is so important to you because we're going to maintain that in the name of Jesus any way we can with the help of the Lord. Come on, look at somebody and say, I'm getting help. Yes, I'm getting help. The second one was Shechem. C-H-E-C-A-N, uh, I'm sorry, uh, S-H-E-C-H-E-M. Amen. Shechem, I think is how that's pronounced. And the word literally means shoulder. Amen. The Bible talks about this, and i got to move on a little faster here, but it talks about this, you know, um, uh, in, in, the, in, the, um, in, in the book of Isaiah chapter 9 when it talks about the prophecy of Jesus, for unto us a... Unto us a and upon his, yes, see, he's able to help you to shoulder some things. And that's why you need to come, oh, oh God, it is as thick as ever, I mean, in this place, this is, is so cool. And you know, in an atmosphere like this, I could literally preach for six hours, just like that. Don't worry, I'll let you out for lunch. But the bottom line is, folks, you and I got a shoulder, praise God. We have somebody that has helped us to shoulder some things. Come on, have you not felt that? That in times past, you just couldn't do it. 
You just, my goodness, man, it was defeatism all the time. All of a sudden, you start getting the Holy Ghost involved in things, and you get somebody on the other end of that to help you to lift that up. That's what I'm talking about. He was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. He doesn't rub our face in that, but he can help you to get out of it in Jesus' name. Come on, he knows what forgiveness is. He understands feelings. That's why God became a man. That's why he incarnated himself into a human body. So that he could understand every element of us. And that's what he does. He helps us to shoulder the load, praise God. The third one is Hebron, H-E-B-R-O-N, Hebron. And literally what that means is fellowship. That's why you need the local church. Quit this renegade stuff that, well, just me and my husband, we can, you and your husband aren't going to get along that well. Sorry. You need the church. You need people like us that screw up from time to time and show you how to get back up. Come on, that's what you need. But you got folks, man, that come in here and they expect the house to be clean all the time. Come on, you got to watch that. Amen. And I'm not talking about we take mud and sling it all around here. I'm just talking about the fact, praise God, we have these, this treasure in our earthen vessels. That's not an excuse, that's a fact. And so we need the fellowship, society, the friendship. Amen. That's what we need. That's why the Bible talks about it in Ephesians. We draw nigh by the blood of Jesus Christ. You and I have a commonology here, and it's called we've been cleansed by the blood of the Lamb. That's what makes us the joy of the Lord work in our lives. And so this is what's got to happen, praise God. Amen. And then number four, praise God, and that's Bezer. It's B-E-Z-E-R. That's what the word or the, the name is. And it literally means rock or stronghold. Amen. God puts a rock in your life. In the Old Testament, I'd have loved to have been there. It's one of the things I wish I had a video of, you know, is that, hey, we're running out of water. Hey, watch what Moses does. See him over there? Well, that's a rock. What's he doing? Well, he's going to, well, today he's supposed to talk to it. <laughs> and so hopefully he'll do that, you know. And so he talks to the rock and whoosh, that water come pouring out of that rock. Well, come on, folks, that don't happen in a natural world. Amen. But you see, you're not talking about a natural God. You're talking about a spiritual God. And that's why he becomes your rock. He becomes your foundation. He becomes the literal stronghold in Jesus' name. That's why I read that scripture to you this morning right off the bat. Psalms 46, verse number one. God is, not going to be, not becoming. God is. And that's where it's got to be in your life, by the way. You've got to take God from the past, from the future, and you've got to put him in the present. Come on, he is your ever-present help in time of trouble. That's what God becomes for you. That's what the house of God and a place like this will begin to keep reflecting. Amen. And so Bezer, it means that, praise God. And then the fifth one is Romoth, which is R-A-M-O-T-H. And it literally means exaltation. 
That's why in this place, thank God for our music leaders and people who get involved in worship that way. Praise God. Exaltation. There needs to be that going on in here. Now, we can't make that a 24-7. We can't make that everything we do here. But listen to me, folks. A lot of things are never going to get off the ground until people start lifting up those hands, start lifting up that head, start exalting the Lord. And the Bible says, if you draw nigh unto me, I'm going to draw nigh unto you. That's what we got to do. We need to learn to exalt the Lord, not when we're happy only. Come on, and that's where you get a lot of people. No, go to that well. Begin to tap in with the joy of the Lord and begin to let that begin to flow into your life and watch the healing take place. Watch the healing and the deliverance be ever there. Not just, man, one week and then the next week I'm back doing the same thing. I'm just a chronic, you know, uh, recovery addict. And listen, that meant no disrespect. That's why I'm glad that this church is starting to take on a a recovery program that's going to last in the name of Jesus. Why? Because it's founded upon the name of Jesus. It doesn't have to do just what you and I and what we think. It has to do with who he is. That's what I'm talking about. There's many of us in this room, praise God. There was a day when we had that junk in our life. Well, we don't have it anymore. And it's not because we're so great. It's because we found the houses, of, we found the church of refuge. We found a place where we could go and we could be renewed in the spirit of our life in the name of Jesus. And this is exactly what God wants to help people to do. He wants to help them to see these cities of refuge as a purpose. Not some place where you go and you sit and kick your legs up and say, well, let the rest of the world go by. No, I'm telling you something. There's action happening in these places. And then the last one was Golan, G-O-L-A-N, Golan. And it literally means joy. That's what I'm talking about, folks. He made these provisions in the Old Testament so that you and I, hundreds of years later, could read about it and we could begin to check it out and we could begin to enhance it in our lives because of the Spirit of the Lord. Amen. That's why we can come to the house of God and we can really, literally get We can get healing that will last in Jesus' name. I'm telling you, folks, you got help. Help is here. It's not coming. It's already here. That's why when you come back tonight, I hope you will. Praise God. It's here. It's in your life. Come on, take it home with you. Come on, make something happen in your home. Praise God. That will will begin to promote this in the name of Jesus. Come on, folks, I'm telling you, God is here. He is here. He's our refuge and our strength. Come on, would you stand with me right now? Come on, let's, let's take a few minutes now, and let's begin to allow God to, 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 to soak it deep inside. Come on, that's what he wants to do. He wants to really, literally, come on, if you want to come down to this altar right now, you can do that, praise God. You can come down, amen. You can sense the things of the Lord. Come on, I'm telling you right now, He's here. Praise God. Come on, don't go away from this place without feeling and without knowing. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, come on, I'll tell you, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. 
praise God. Amen. I'm not going to make you pray. I'm just going to say, well, this time is available for you. You can come into the house of God. You can begin to call upon the name of the Lord. The Lord's name becomes a strong tower, and the righteous run into it and are safe. Praise God. I'm telling you, it's for you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Blessed be to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, oh, praise God. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Here's my heart, Lord. Here's my heart, Lord. Right now. Here's my heart, Lord. Speak what is true. Come on, he's done that all morning. 